1: Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along, whether it is on 94.5 in Dayton or 98.9 in Columbus. Uh, I get out to a lot of high school basketball events, boys and girls. And I've noticed over the years, uh, there's a chant, a popular chant of student sections uh, all over the state of Ohio. Everybody uses it. When somebody does something on the other team and they're whistled for it, a violation, of foul, the students in one... Uh, side of the stands, on the opposing side of the stands, will immediately stand up and chant, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. We need some of you all to show up in Washington, D.C. and find Adam Schiff and chant that at Adam Schiff uh, because you definitely cannot alter text messages from key government officials, including uh, Jim Jordan. Uh, congressman for much of our listening audience, and use those text messages, which you have edited, contrived, and added to, to make a point that is, because you've edited the text, an inauthentic point, or as we like to call it here on the Bruce Hooley Show, a lie. Okay? This is after, after Schiff leaked a transcript in 2019 where he fabricated The contents of that transcript of a phone call between Donald Trump and the Ukrainian president at the time, which led to the second impeachment of Donald Trump. Oh, excuse me. I lost track. The first impeachment of Donald Trump. Uh, Now Schiff is back using text messages between then Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and Jim Jordan about, Mike Pence overturning the 2020 presidential election. You remember a little date in history called January the 6th where they were going to meet in Washington to certify the election. Well, the thought was that Trump was trying with any legal means at his disposal to have Mike Pence basically throw out the votes from certain states, Georgia, Arizona, in order to give Trump a second term. Now, if you've got the goods on it, then fine. But Adam Schiff doesn't have the goods on it. Well, he has them. He just fabricated them. Uh, Reading from the Federalist, not only did Schiff misrepresent the substance of text messages and its source, he doctored the original text messages, which were obtained and reviewed by the Federalist in their entirety. This is incredible that this guy is allowed to continue to serve. And you know what? He's not only going to continue to serve in Congress, he's going to run and likely win a U.S. Senate seat. He's going to replace Dianne Feinstein in the Senate if they ever break it to her that, hey, we've released the statement that you're not running for re-election. No, we haven't released that statement. Oh, you have released that statement? Yes, we've released that statement. Now, enjoy your oatmeal. Yes. One of the things that tipped people off that, these text messages were fabricated was the fact that one of the texts that Schiff showed is a long text, like a huge long text filled with legal ease and stuff from Jim Jordan. And apparently it is not Jim Jordan's style, which if you've ever met Jim Jordan or listened to Jim Jordan speak, Jim Jordan doesn't strike me and I've barely met him like a time. He doesn't strike me as long text message guy. See, I am long text message guy. I will send a long text message, and I don't voice text. I type it out, because in a voice text, whoever that little man or woman is inside your phone that translates what you say sometimes can bear no resemblance to what you actually say. Some of my wife's voice texts, I look at and go, what, what is this? And occasionally she'll see and send me several crying, laughing face emojis about that's not what I really meant. But Jordan is one or two word at most, one or two sentence text message guy. But this text that Schiff had was paragraphs long. I'll just read you a couple things from this Federalist story. In his statement and on-screen graphic, Schiff erased the final two paragraphs and the final clause of the first paragraph of the original text message before inserting punctuation that was never there at all without disclosing what he was doing the graphic displayed by Schiff, which was doctored to look like an exact screenshot was similarly doctored as it contained content that was never in the original message and eliminated content that was cue the chanting kids you can't do that how is this guy how is this guy not brought up on criminal charges Thank you. That's falsifying That's exactly evidence. what I'm thinking. Right? Like, Goodness. this is a legal, I mean, this may not be a legal hearing, but, like, if you're having a hearing in Congress, and by the way, you're still litigating Donald Trump trying to overthrow the election, like, didn't you get voted out of majority positions in the Congress? How does this bozo even get to introduce his dog and pony show act? According to the source familiar with the matter, Adam Schiff never approached Jim Jordan to discuss the text messages prior to chopping them up and misrepresenting them during Monday night's hearing. Had he done so or bothered asking Jordan about the text messages, Schiff would have known that Jordan was merely relaying to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, without comment, an attorney's summary of that attorney's own legal argument. Okay, so much jibber jabber in there. But essentially what you need to know is this, is that. Adam Schiff lies, fabricates concocts stories to fit his own personal narrative of how things happen. Remember how many TV appearances this Bozo made? Oh, we've got to go, we've got a whistleblower, we've got and then they find out once the transcripts of the actual hearings come out that he never had anything like that. Nothing even remotely like that. He's the epitome of someone who overpromises and under delivers, only that's not even close to being an accurate portrayal of what he does. Because people who just over promise and under deliver, that could be circumstance related. When you're fabricating, that's what he's doing. He's fabricating things that never happen to fit his own twisted partisan picture. And and that's bad enough. But But build it out a little bit. Why is he doing that? The reason why he is doing that is so he can, at the very least, end the political career of the people who he's lying about or, worse, bring them up on charges. Right? That's that's the end game. Like, he's willing, and this is the whole leftist playbook. The whole leftist play, playbook is ends justify the means. That's the whole playbook. Yeah, this might be illegal. To the letter of the law, it's illegal. Like, yes, to fabricate a text message is illegal. And to introduce it into evidence is illegal. But these people are, you don't understand, Bruce. These people are so bad. These conservatives are so bad. These extremists, these right-wingers, they're so bad, the ends justify the means because they'll just get rid of them. I heard Andrew Clavin say something on a podcast one time that I disagreed with when I first heard it. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized he was right. He said, when you think about how you would fix the problems that are out there in the culture, you have to understand that your own access to unlimited power will make you the kind of person you're trying to stop. Because he said, if you give anybody unlimited power, it's not too big of a leap eventually for them to just... Fix problems by eliminating people. By eliminating people. That's what we see, right, in socialist countries, in dictatorships. People take it over and they're like, eventually, millions of people die. This happened in Mao's China. This happened in Stalin's Russia. Because the worst inclination of man is to just get rid of a problem when you can't fix it, when you can't make people think like you or act like you want them to act. Scary. It's scary. That's why we need checks and balances in our government. That's why we need to hold people accountable when they do things like Adam Schiff has done over and over and over again. But is he out of office? Is he reprimanded? No, of course not. And you will find many people, many people nationally, not just in his own state, who are stupid enough to continue to vote for him and vote him into office, You will find many people nationally who will say, yeah, but what about this? What about that? What about this? What about-ism probably has a place in certain areas, but when it is used to exonerate people like Adam Schiff, who over and over and over and over again have misused the power that he has given through the votes of the people who support him, then what about ism is run amok? Because you can't have this kind of stuff. And the reason why you have this kind of stuff is because when you have this kind of stuff, there's no penalty for it, right? I think you would be loath to do this kind of thing. I mean, think about the temerity. We're going to falsify text messages and put them up on the screen, and all my staff is going to know it because, you know, Adam Schiff's not the guy doing this. He's like, hey, I need, I need the text message to say this. Make the text message say this, and I'll introduce it into evidence. If somebody had done that before and had been tossed out of Congress, disgraced, people wouldn't keep doing it. He keeps doing it because there's no penalty for it. So... It's a true statement that a lot of times, uh, the devil strikes in the aftermath of your biggest success. You really have to be on guard uh, from the enemy when you reach what you perceive to be the top of the mountain, or a higher spot on the mountain than you've ever been. I do not know where the fault lies in the ending of James O'Keefe with Project Veritas, but... It's unmistakably true that it occurred in the aftermath of his greatest success. It has not been long, two weeks maybe, three at tops, where we were playing on this show audio of James O'Keefe exposing one of the top people at Pfizer, saying that they were mutating viruses in their lab to try to guess on where covid or its or or its uh its offshoots might go so that they could be at the ready with the next life-saving vaccine because after all pfizer made i don't even know how many billions of dollars maybe even a trillion dollars off the covid-19 vaccine it was a super business deal for pfizer right you come up with a vaccine on an accelerated schedule, you're exonerated from any kind of liability by the fact that it's given emergency youth authorization by the government, and then the government, to the degree that it could, required everyone to take it. Everyone. Little kids. Oh, pay no attention to the medical reports. Pay no attention to people dropping dead. Pay no attention to the uh, issues that people were having with it. Just, here's the problem, you need another dose of it. That's the problem. The problem is not the dose you have. The problem is the dose you haven't had yet. So here, have a second vaccine. Have a booster. Have another. And another. So it's one of the greatest corporate deals of all time where you're required to take their vaccine and they're not liable for it. And they became drunk on those kinds of profits. And Project Veritas exposed it in that video where this gay dude thought he was romancing another gay dude on a date. He even said that himself. I was on a date. I was lying to impress a date. Mm, nice character reference for yourself that you're lying to impress a date. And then in swoops, James O'Keefe. With his cameras and his unmistakable way of exposing duplicitous behavior. And now, yesterday, James O'Keefe, in a 45-minute address to the people at Project Veritas, says he's out at Project Veritas. He started Project Veritas in 2010, and I would argue he is Project Veritas. Project Veritas Twitter account last night lost thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. It was, and I was one of them, it was the only way that people could register in the moment their objection to James O'Keefe being tossed out at Project Veritas. Now, I think James O'Keefe will show up somewhere else. He will find, I'm sure he has donors who will bankroll him to undergo another endeavor. I would be very surprised if right at this very moment, organizations like The Blaze and Daily Wire and others are not trying to acquire James O'Keefe. A few weeks ago, there was a snit between uh, Stephen Crowder and The Daily Wire, where The Daily Wire had offered Stephen Crowder $50 million to do his show on the Daily Wire for five years. And Crowder turned it down. And then he double-crossed the Daily Wire by taping a conversation with them to expose them as supposedly part of the mainstream media and being inauthentic as a conservative site. Project Veritas last night lost over 200,000 followers. 200,000. Because O'Keefe left. Now, what is O'Keefe's view of this? First of all, the headlines are hilarious. Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe out at right-wing organization. That's the Associated Press. Uh, CNN, James O'Keefe ousted from right-wing activist group Project Veritas. Others similarly uh, position James O'Keefe or... Project Veritas as a non-serious organization because they are on the right. O'Keefe's view is, look, I'm a demanding guy. I demand a lot of my staff. The important, the work we do is important. I'm uncompromising. I'm driven. I probably come on a little strong at times. Project Veritas's view of this is that they had a board and they thought James O'Keefe was using his celebrity to take money and fly on private planes, hire uh, luxury limousines. Uh, He supposedly flew someplace to meet, $14,000 on a charter flight to meet someone to fix his boat under the guise of meeting with a donor. Okay, are these things you have to stop? Yes, these are things you have to stop. It's very rarely ever one person is all wrong and the other person is all correct, okay? As James O'Keefe perhaps taken a self-important view of his own celebrity because of his success, sure. He wouldn't be the first guy, okay? Does Project Veritas need to rein him in on some of his expenditures? Yeah, probably. But should you get rid of him, force him out? I think this will be the beginning of the end of Project Veritas. And I don't think it's going to take very long either. But this is how we do it on the right. When somebody gets out of line, bam, they're gone. On the left, guess who's coming back to work tomorrow? Yes, Don Lemon. Don Lemon is coming back to work tomorrow at CNN Morning Show. Uh, It's not going to help the ratings because their ratings are awful. And he's one of the reasons why their ratings are awful. But the head of CNN, Chris Licht, said Don has agreed to participate in formal training as well as continuing to listen and learn. Uh, how much you want to bet? Sometime within the next calendar year, there will be another snooty, snide, insensitive Don Lemon comment directed toward one of his female co-hosts or toward women in general. Uh, But the left, they don't eat their young. They just keep them around.